This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. Awesome. We are live. The Ask Brothers are back. Um, I know you, uh, uh, many of our listeners have become accustomed to me singing the theme tune, writing the theme tune, but um, using a different computer and I didn't know what I was doing, so I decided not to do it. And we've got the whole gang back in for uh, for the first of the, the post-COVID Arse Brothers rank cast. It hasn't been wonderful. It hasn't been sort of necessarily exciting or even good to have the football back, but the football's back. And that's the important thing. So uh, we'll kick it off. We'll just go in general order. We'll just go. I'm still getting fucked up by this mirror thing that way. Uh, Ryan, mate, you look like you've been keeping yourself busy. A couple of podcasts you've done more than us. Watching the football, enjoying yourself? Uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say enjoying myself. Uh, you know, when everything went down, I was upset. You know, I I, I sort of missed my arsenal. It's kind of like that girlfriend that cooked clean for me, but she was a bitch and she just beat the shit out of me and berated me. You would and get beaten. Would, you and then when she comes husband. back, and then when she comes back, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I missed her so much. She's getting, she's blowing dudes in the Walmart parking lot. And the reason why I say Walmart is because fucking Stan Kroenke owns that shit, and because. Well, if you want to blow dudes in a Walmart parking lot, you just want to get caught. You don't give a fuck. So, so really, really, really kicking yourself back on the uh, the highest possible note ever, <laughs> Ryan Manny, the Enigma, the face himself. You blessed us with the ability to see you, to look upon you, and know that you are here. Darkness, Jens Lehman, Black McConaughey himself. <laughs> You're an idiot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. What do you want? I'm just saying yeah, hello yeah. to you. I'm just introducing you as, as you know, as you do on you a podcast. What? I've missed everybody here from you, bro. You're a simple <laughs> bastard. I haven't missed you well, at all, man. It's been we will get, it's been tranquil, man. We will get on to how simple I've become, um, especially in light of newfound incidents today, but we'll get there after we finish introducing everyone. <laughs> Fabio, the Australian sexiest man in the cosmos. Ketis, Australian Ketis. What else have we got for Toby in his delicious haircut? Look at that beard. It's really filling in, Toby. It's really, really coming of age. Yeah, thanks. Maybe, uh, maybe it's more exciting than the football. But yeah. I think it'll be... As uh, uninterested as we may or may not be, maybe um, having a chat about it will make it a bit more fun. It will, Toby, as always. It's going to be cathartic. And Scunny Mike, the big man himself out there in, in Scunthorpe, which still none of us actually know if it exists or not or if it's just a made-up town. We don't know where it is. We assume it's somewhere up north. But uh, It's got cunt in the name, so that tells you everything <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, mate. How you been? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Same old. I thought we had three listeners, but it turns out two of them are the Ask Brothers Rank cast on our Facebook. So no one's listening to us, but there's nothing fucking new there. Um, Who cares? 
Now, yeah, I don't give a flying fuck, mate. We don't do this for the views. We don't do this for the money. We do this for the jokes. And speaking of jokes, I sent a money. message. No out. one said anything about money to me. Yeah, yeah. Well. I was doing this out of kindness on my own heart. I didn't realize everyone was getting paid. <laughs> well, one thing I can pay you in is stories, boys. Stories. And I can tell you that today I achieved something that I've achieved many times before in my life. And I didn't think I would achieve again. And uh, I rang Toby. So what time would it have been? About 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Uh, about 1.30, yeah. I was actually in a meeting. And, and I uh, thought I, I spoke to him pretty recently, so I'll answer just in case something's up. Max, maybe, maybe you elaborate on what was actually up. Anyway, Toby answered the phone. I said to him, I'm going for a walk. And he said, oh, yeah, why are you going for a walk? And I said, I've got to go buy pants. I've shit myself again. I know. Does someone want to kick it off? Someone want to want to want to run with it about how many times one guy can can shit his pants? And I have to explain to you how I've come about shitting my pants. It's not like I'm just randomly walking along and I've shit my pants. So as we all know, the many listeners on this podcast, as we all know, my balls don't work particularly well. Right, we've we've covered this. There's many jokes about. It. So Victoria's got me on all these fucking supplements, right, to get my swimmers swimming in fucking one direction, one cohesive direction, right? And it's backed me up like a motherfucker. So I'm lying in bed and I'm saying to her, I haven't fucking shit in three days. It's starting to do my head in. So she gives me this like prolax, right? So I go to sleep. She right? gives you and a I'll, prolapse. No, a pro like prolax, prolax, Toby. I know, I know, I know. I just I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so anyway, I take this fucking prolax, and she says, "Go to sleep. You wake up tomorrow. You'll be good as gold." So I get up, as my standard usual is. I get up. I go take a piss. I fart, and I fucking shit myself. It's not a big deal, right? I'm, I'm getting in the shower anyway, so I, I kind of write that one off to like, oh, okay, it happened. It is what it is, right? And I get up. And I have my shower. I wash the shit off. And uh, anyway, I go to work and I have a couple of shits and it's all it's all doing the job. It's doing what it says it does on the back of the bottle, right? It's, it's clearing me out. And I'm uh, at this point, I'm starting to feel what it is to be a woman, right? Because I'm essentially like peeing out of my asshole. I feel like I have a vagina at this point. So anyway, lo and behold, a bit of time passes, you know, and you think you're in the clear and I'm standing there, I'm doing my ordering in the bar and I'm like laughing away and doing my ordering in the bar. And upon me comes a fart, right? <laughs> and then I, I let I release with this fart, and it is like no other pants shitting incident I've ever had. It's literally <laughs> like someone bursts a water balloon of shit in my fucking pants down the back of my legs. I've got to go fucking shower in the bathroom upstairs that I rent out to the two boys. They don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Bin my drawers, walk up the road to Bonds, and go and buy some new drawers. It only can happen to you. It really can. It's like so many I'm times, so man. You're like the only person I know that shit their pants more than a bloody baby. I shit my pants pretty often. <laughs> yeah. I think I've got something wrong with me, as well as like the dud balls. There's definitely fucking. The sad part is you're not even that old yet. So when you get older, like you're just gonna you're be like fuck. you're gonna be shitting shit on command. Shit. You're just shit shitting on command at that point. Boys, it's going to be everywhere. But now we've covered off the obvious start to an Ask Brothers rank cast. Only a couple I've of got a I've, got, I've got a question. I've, I've got yeah. a question. Oh. This, this, 
this this goes to this goes to your big brother. How do you feel sitting there listening to your grown little brother, almost thirty five years old, still shitting himself? It's a tough Honestly. question. It's a tough question, Manny. I, I think, to be honest, I'm so used to it that it's almost become boring. <laughs> the the thing that has improved, I have to say, is the storytelling ability and comedic delivery of the fucking shit stories every time. Yep. So we have we have to pay some kudos to that. But really, I've heard this story 50 times. The only difference is this time I didn't have to run a pair of my own pants down to his bar. That did happen. I rang him. This is like two years ago. I rang him and he answered the phone. Whilst he was working. I'm like, can you bring me some drawers? I've shit myself. And he's like, like right now, I'm like, like right now there's shit in my pants. And he bought me down some drawers. I've still got to feel embarrassed for more. And and the the funny thing was, the funny thing was that we don't ask each other for shit. There's a rule of thumb. So there actually was no question on my end. I was down there within 15 minutes. Mum and yeah. dad were drinking at the bar. They thought we were fucking dealing drugs again. Because <laughs> he walked in and gave me this fucking bag. And mum's like, what's going on there? And I came out to mum. I said, no, nah, it's all right. I just shit myself. You bought me some fucking drawers. <laughs> the question is, though, when, when you actually have a kid, who did Victoria change first? You were the kid. No, no, I'll change, I'll change myself, mate. Or I'll just I time mean- it. I'll just time it. You know, same time, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Same You're time. You're so good at it. You just time it. Yeah, time it out. Oh, uh, once again, the Aspen's rank cast strikes man. with ten minutes of non-football related content to start a podcast. That's you know what you need to do, Max. You need to put a timestamp onto every one of our recordings. For what? For people who can't be fucked listening to our shit up front and just actually want to hear about football. Yeah, yeah. There was a period of time where I was noticing our analytics, but like we had a number, like high quantity of people who wouldn't clear the first ten minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "Take it or leave it, motherfuckers. Get out." Uh, onto the football, um, and I guess we will start with the most apathetic person in the room, uh, Aspro's OG, the Ars Bandit, the Australian Kedis. Toby, three games of football have been played. You would not believe that this podcast is about football, but it is about football. And three games have been played, Toby. We had the disaster at City. We had the last-minute disaster at Brighton. And we had a really boring but effective win at Southampton. Three games down for the month of June. And, you know, from my conversations with you, your, your apathy runs deep for the football at the moment and your ability to stay awake during games has been brought into question as well. I cannot believe you asked me first. It's really, at at least I was relying on the others to kind of refresh my memory (laughs) a little bit. Um, It's been a bit, it's been a bit weird and, and not obviously not just because of the crowds and everything, just, I was so happy to see the football back. I felt like we showed up for the first bit in the City game, but, you know, as we know, it kind of all went to shit, especially because of uh, old mate Louise. It's coming back to me now as I as I speak. And the, and the very slow, 
boring. We're like we, we're not seeing a lot of improvements, and it actually looks like we've regressed um, since the break. So it's kind of all a bit sort of meh at the moment, and it you know it makes it a bit difficult to analyze in that way because it's very hard to see a lot of progression. But um, I guess I guess we have seen a little bit of a progression in terms of certain players being being benched and a little bit of tweaking of formation and um, a preference for youth seems to be coming back in. Um, so to tie up my absolutely shit-ass summary of the three games, <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I'm excited about now is tearing it all up, ditching the prima donna cunts and going full youth. That's, that is the only way... It'll get me in the slightest bit aroused moving forward because we have to believe in something. Uh, and I know it's a very general discussion, but we have to get excited about the future because, you know, the path that we're on and that we have been going. Um, and, and, and those supposed big players are our biggest problem, in my humble opinion. Mm. Scunny Mike, the man with the microphone in front of his mouth. Like, like everyone has a microphone in front of their mouth. I'm trying to get back into the swing of this shit. It's difficult. <laughs> Scotty, you probably, you and I have been chatting quite a bit lately, actually, but we're probably of the same opinion that f- football without crowds is like jerking off without ejaculating. It's kind of fucking all feels a bit pointless, doesn't it? it, it yeah. It is. Um, I was meant to go to a couple of these games as well um, uh, to obviously to go watch them in the crowd. So I've missed out massively on that. And it is. It's it's terrible without crowds. I hate it. I can't even watch it with the crowd background um, that they do over the system. I just can't do it. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right to me. How do you think the lack of crowds has affected the football in in the sense that for for me, uh, agree or disagree, they really all have felt like soulless friendlies for me. I'm yet to watch a game of football and feel a level of intensity, and I'm trying to work out if that's because the audio of the crowd isn't there driving my own emotion or because the crowd isn't there driving the emotion of the football players to actually get in and, and go hard. Well, I've only really watched the Arsenal games. I haven't watched any other Premier yes. League game, if I'm being honest. I don't watch um, any other football anymore anyway. It's, yeah, it's it's not something I'm really bothered about. But yeah. to me, at the minute, it just feels like a pre-season friendlies. It's nothing really... I just don't see the point in it, personally. I think it's just boring. Mm. Uh, I'm not getting into. I'm not getting into it at all, and I, I honestly do think the crowds are being missed. That that twelfth man is. Definitely do you think being that missed. that's our perception because of the fact that we're not hearing it, or do you think that 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 the players are almost without that extra leg that the crowd gives them? No, I don't think it makes a difference with Arsenal anyway. To be honest, but, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's it is it is missed. Um, you've got to have crowd like i say it's that 12th man it's, it's definitely being missed uh you know hearing the crowd cheering must be bringing you know it must bring that extra mile onto the players uh regardless of what team you're from um we've noticed in well from what i've read and listened to from other podcasters you know it's that home advantage is being missed out with the crowds in germany and i think it has been missed out a few times in other teams in the premier league but 
we haven't obviously played at home yet. I think our first home way home game is tonight UK time. So it's just I reckon it's being missed. That twelfth man's definitely being missed. Manny Riz, of, unmute of course, of course, it's being missed. Uh, and sorry to um, sorry to butt in. That's what that's what we're about, man. Start the conversation. Um, Manny's got a mouthful of chicken anyway. But I'd rather. <laughs> He's going to belt the fuck out of you one day. And it's gonna I know. Be, I know. It's gonna I'm, be, so, it's, I'm so excited when you guys finally meet. You're going to get the shit kicked out gonna of you. It's going to be magnificent. So funny. He's going to uppercut you and you are but, really going to shit your pants after that. Yeah, Manny, if I'm not there, you better record your first meeting with him because I am – it could be a – oh, God. Love it. Anyway, fuck, any, anyway, fuck stick. I'm referring to Max, by the way. I was making a point. After I'd butted in so rudely. Um, I'd rather have the crowd in the background. It's slightly comforting. Even if it's fucking synthesized, I don't give a fuck. It makes it less boring. So for me, I think from a viewer's perspective, it makes it less boring. And that's, I would, and that's all I, we've got because you can't. Yeah, no, no. But I, I, so, I, think, I think there is an element still of that the players don't feel the same sort of pressure or don't feel the same sort of drive from having I, I agree completely. And, you know, it certainly that connection you make with a crowd um, and going that extra mile, you know, that, that you, f- you feed off the energy and the noise. And, mm. and sports people and anyone who's played sport knows that you want to please your supporters you want to please your manager and you want to please your teammates that that's just what you do so um i'm sure i'm sure there's an element of that but i feel like it's getting better and we're getting slightly better as well like it's new for everyone and everyone's dealt the same card so i don't feel like there's any point complaining about it it's better than having no sport because that was boring as fuck for that period of time yeah true true manny riz the man with the face, the man with the face of a thousand words. Um, the football's back. The football's not better. And a lot of the fans are still fucking stupid. You and I have been having some big conversations about some of the fucking garbage that has been coming out of people's mouths. Arteta out. They want rid of the Lego man. Genduzi can walk. We don't need him. There's been some fucking garbage flying around and that definitely hasn't been uh, diminished by the break or diminished by the COVID period. Where do you want me to start, bro? <laughs> just, just, oh, ready? Ready? <laughs> where do you want me to start? Just start, start man. Shit? Just start. Did you think that there was going to be a grace period for stupidity with Arsenal fans? Or were you like me and genuinely astounded by the fact that the City game comes? The vast majority of Arsenal fans tip us to somehow turn into this amazing team over the break and go out and blitz them. And then when we don't, it's all guns blazing, sack Arteta, do the lot of them. There will never be a grace period with this fan base. There will never be, what's the word? Uh, The level of... um, you know, thought process is limited when it comes to Arsenal fans. It's all sentiment. It's all stupidity. All right, that's all there is. People genuinely thought that we were going to beat City. When? 
when, 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 when was that going to happen? That was five years ago. Right? That was the student outmasters the teacher. Reason. Huh? I said the student outmasters the teacher. Yeah, because that, no. that was going to have all. Oh, Arteta's no. going to have the inside word. He's going to tell the boys how to stop De Bruyne. How to stop having silver. It didn't matter that City were behind us physically. It just didn't matter what we did. Meltdown was hilarious to me. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're a bit jittery. Um, but other than that, so I'm going to okay. die in a minute. I'm going to die in a minute. Let me just yeah. finish my. So the meltdown was hilarious. And then. The predictions were even more hilarious. Oh, 3-1, 3-2, 2-0. When? <laughs> when did it happen? How? With what? With, with what were you with, with what were we meant to somehow appear up post-COVID? So, with what, see, this, 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 this is this is what, let me think like an Arsenal fan. It's, it's let me think things. like an Arsenal fan, right? <laughs> let, me think like, let me think like an Arsenal fan. They're thinking, you know, City had guns, their guns were loaded. Arsenal fans turned up with dildos and were expected to win. Dildos can be very effective in certain situations. The Arsenal's maybe. midfield out there Not slapping around a gun fucking dildos. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Not so, sticking dildos, not your ass, right? I love the fa- I love the fact that Arsenal fans looked at the first twenty five minutes of that game where City were in second gear. I mean, hadn't even come to play yet. Even and they looked at gear. 20 minutes yes. and they said that we dominated them for 20 minutes. And literally, as soon as City decided they wanted to play, they were like, hmm, how just go fuck yourself, sound Arsenal. Bang, bang, bang. Chance, chance, chance. The only man worth his fucking salt in the team at that time was Burnt Leno. I mean, now he's fucked as well. But Jesus, Manny, it, it, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't... It, it doesn't get... It doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any easier, right? So fans are okay slating a 21-year-old who's still a lot of shit. Everybody here remembers when they were 21 years old. Nobody could tell you anything, right? So we are so quick to shut down a 21-year-old and say he's not good enough, his attitude is bad, blah, blah, blah. But then the same Arsenal fans would tell me that Xhaka is playing well. The man threw the fucking armband on the floor, but because he has five or four good games, he's fine. Hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? It's All the right? same. So it's, let's let's take Gwenduzi for making mistakes that a 21-year-old will make, but Jack of throwing down the armband and telling you guys to fuck off is fine now because he's playing a few good games. Did you see in the FA Cup, just, 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 just while we're on it, did you see in the <laughs> FA Cup when Lacazette came off? No one really brought it up. Oh, Lacazette put the armband on Xhaka. Yeah, and I yeah. thought I thought yeah. that was fucked up. I was like, I was like, no. Like that that ship yeah. fucking sailed for you. No one said anything about it. I didn't even see any heat on it on Twitter. I because don't know whether people missed it. Everyone's so fucking busy being pissed off that Willock is starting over Rosil, being pissed off that Arteta's <laughs> and being pissed off that, you know, Louise is still in the side and this, that, and the other. But the, the player who disrespected this fan base gets a pass because he plays a few good games. Mm. And not even good games, just games where he didn't fuck up. Uh, Ryan, even he's, not, games he's, not, he's not, not fucking up, though. Do you know what I mean? He is still fucking up. Yeah, he got away with it. He got away with a couple. And it's just yeah. like... 
I'm sick of hearing he is the best of a bad bunch. We know he's the best of a bad bunch, but Jesus Christ, come on. Seriously, Scunny. are you watching the same shit we're watching? We're gonna we're <laughs> gonna get to right. we're gonna get to that later on, Scunny, that idea of him being the best of a the best, best of a bad bunch. Because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a pretty in-depth chat about Joe Willock, who I think is the the best of a bad bunch. Uh <clears throat> But still heavily, heavily lacking. But we're going to get there later on. Me and Manny are going to we're going to fucking have it out. So we got some some differing Woo! opinions, some differing opinions. And Manny told me I couldn't go to a Halloween party in blackface, and I said that that was racist on his part. That it was reverse racism, because if I'm going to a party dressed as Beyonce, how can I be Beyonce without blackface makeup? How? So isn't it racist for me to go as white Beyonce? Explain that to me, Arsenal fans. I feel like white Beyonce is like Shakira. Just be I don't want to be Shakira. I want to be Beyonce. I want to be Foxy Brown. I was going to go with the Afro <laughs> pants. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mas, you're fucked Manny, up on a whole new level. Manny told me he would fly here and fuck me up. He's got a lot I, of I reasons to fly here and fuck me up, but apparently that was going to be the last straw. <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to si <laughs> Ryan, since you've um, in the past, you have uh, how do I put this in the most delicate way? Ah, oh, do it. Pro professed your love for Mesut Ozil, said you were going to do body shots off him. Uh, I said, I I'll think, uh, whatever. I think yeah, at I one time you've said that you've possibly jacked off to him. About a game against Brazil. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that's come out of your mouth over the time that you've been on the podcast. And now that you're you're getting on other podcasts, the one thing I notice is you really don't taper down the weird shit for anyone. And that's why we love you, Ryan. But I just was really interested as the last remaining vestige. I'm not going to call you an Ozil fan because I know you're not an Ozil fan. I know you're smart enough to know that he's not good enough anymore. But as the last guy in the room who who still held on to a, I guess, a belief that the player was maybe good enough or could maybe turn it around or maybe he had some 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 attributes to deliver to the Arsenal team that other people didn't deliver, how have you felt running into the post-COVID season and seeing no three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week Ozil, the forlorn figure, sat on the sideline? Underneath his umbrella, it wasn't even raining. Get a tan, Mesut. Ah, well, I will. I will start off by saying uh, there are some aspects of his game that we do miss. We need somebody that could get in between the defense and the midfield that kind of just slithers in there, and he he could do that. Um, but I I don't care. I I, I like the stance Arteta's taking. You know, if you if you don't want to get in, uh, if you don't want to go in the ship, then get the fuck out. You know, if it, if you're not here for the long haul, if you're not here to show your I don't know, it's like enthusiasm or your fucking hoo ha. You know, get the fuck out. I I I don't want to see some. I don't want to see people play for this team that don't want to be here or don't care enough. Uh, but. It is what it is. I'm excited he's not playing. I don't want to say excited, but he shouldn't be playing. But uh, I'm curious to see if he plays today. I think if I think if if he's going to play a game this season, it's going to be today. Is the game today? Is it today? Yeah. Okay, I didn't fucking know. Five and a half hours. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the game for him to play. Um, do I want him to play? I kind of do because uh, 
I see people on social media, as I won't get specific, saying that uh, the reason why we're playing so bad is because Ozil's not on the team. And if we want – if we, <laughs> I I'm trying to say this with a calm face. Uh, and, and people are saying that, like, you know, if we want the best of Ozil, we need to give him the captain's armband and have him uh, have free reign on the team. So, you know, there's, there's people out there that say some uh, interesting things. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like to see him play today. I want to see what he's done under Arteta's uh, tutelage. But again, get him out, sell him. I know we're not going to sell him. He's going to leave on free, but it is what it is. Uh, I think it's what? Fenerbahce, their fans are starting a GoFundMe just to raise funds, just to, to, to bring him along. So if, you, if, you, if you're if you an Arsenal fan that doesn't want to on this team, you fucking contribute to that GoFundMe. Yeah, fucking A. I'll give you some get money. Out of here. I'll give you some money to fuck off Mesut. Yep. Yeah. Fucking waste of fucking semen. <laughs> See, I'm ready to go, guys. Believe it or not, there is a purpose to uh, the Aspros Monthly, and a, and for you know, there's a couple of guys in the room. Hello to Tony. Hello to Russell. Fergus has been in the room. Dan Potts, the pod whore, he's been in the room. Cheers, boys. Uh, Thanks for coming. Um. But the purpose of the Aspros Monthly, the purpose of this is to break down the players and to break down the player performance. So fucking beers are getting to me already. Um, is to break down the player performances. So I, I guess the idea is that we're not, we're intentionally on this podcast not going to dig into the corporate side of Arsenal. We're not going to dig into the Cronkies. We're not going to dig into Raul. I think me and Manny are, are, are workshopping a, uh, a hot topic. And for those of us who, who don't follow us, who do follow us, we break our podcast down to a couple of different types of podcasts. So the Ask Bros Monthly is very, very player-focused. Uh, into the future, Toby and I will be doing a, a post-game review show. Um, Ryan's going to be doing a European show. We're working on Scunny, maybe doing a preview show for us. But Manny looks after... Uh, I'll, I'll put the fucking... I'll put, I'll, put I'll put the picture up. I'll put the picture up publicly. You can all see it. But Manny looks after our hot topic show. Yes. And the hot topic show is basically where we drill down into things really, really heavily. And I think we've decided, Manny, we're going to keep our powder dry on the whole Raul fucking Cronkies thing until we can sort of give it an hour and, and chat away. So we'll have that coming in a couple of weeks. We're working on calling it Raul Sanlehi, will the real Senator Palpatine please stand up? It's going to be fucking awesome. Get amongst it. But the purpose big of the Ask Bros... Big yeah, be, be ready because it's going to get fucking fiery. Um, but the purpose of the Ask Bros monthly show is to break down our players of the month and our shit cunts of the month. And um, and granted, this one has come out a little bit strange. We need to accept it. And it's because of the rotation. It's because of COVID. So it's a little bit strange because we're playing so many games. There's so much rotation. Someone might have a really, really good game and get lots and lots of points, but they've only played once in the like the three or four game period. So it kind of skews it a little bit. But unless I put a whole fucking thing in the page and I start dividing things by how many games people have played or how many minutes they played, it's all for the fucking tip. And the whole point is that we're just meant to be having a chat about players. But, but as always, we're going to do our three, two, ones, one, two, three. So our three points for the best player of the month, our two points for the second best player, our one point for the third best player, then our minus one, minus two, and minus three for the shit cunt, the shitter cunt, and the shittest cunt of the month. And guys, 
coming in first for June with Arsenal's player of the month, the one and only Bakayo Saka. And I think, uh, Toby, we'll kick start it with you, mate. Is the contract of Bakayo Saka the most important thing to get locked down at Arsenal that we've seen in the last 10 years? Has there apparently, been a more important contract? Apparently it's done. Well, the, the, uh, the, the, the pen's not wet on the fucking ink blotter, champ. It's still wet on the paper. Um, would be the would be the uh, the correct whatever the fuck you're trying to say with your mixed metaphors and sayings yep. and so forth. Um, yeah. So, but it it looks like it'll be good news. Uh, like you said, the ink's not dry or the ink's still wet or whatever the fuck you were trying to say. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it's good news. Yeah, we need to hold on to our asset. We need something to believe in because uh, this is the almost the lowest ebb that we felt for, what, the last 15 years or so. So um, I would say it's it's paranoid, a paramount, sorry, that, that we hold on to those assets and bringing it back to what I was trying to say before. I think the only way out of this mess is through coaching and through youth because we're not going to buy our way out of it. Um, we can't even fucking sell the players that we've retained on the inflated wages that we overpaid for in the first place. So, you know, our whole business model of of picking up the has-beens from the scrap heap of like the top echelon of, uh, of world clubs that hasn't been a clever business model at all. And we have nurtured good talent over the years and perhaps not given enough of a chance to them or injuries or what have you. Um, so we do have that opportunity now. And I, th I think we've got to back it. So bring it back to your point. If we can get Saka on a long-term contract, uh, bringing it further back to the point as the player of the month, you know, you've got a guy who seems physically very well put together um, that shows an incredible amount of desire. You know, I know FA Cup doesn't count, but he led to the to the winning goal in the 89th minute to to win the FA Cup game from his desire and and um, you know physical and stamina attributes. So um, yeah, ab you know, absolutely essential that we hang on to him. Matty Rees. I put this question, I think it was to you on the WhatsApp group a little while ago. Is it worrying that the most consistent performer, so Bakayo Saka has been in our 3-2-1s or 1-2-3s for the Aspros monthly. He's been in or around the points, I think, in every single month that football has been played except for two. Is it worrying or is it an indictment on the club to some degree that with so much money that we've spent, and I put that thing up the other day showing that the Cronkies had invested, I think it was the fourth most amount of money over the last 12 months into the club. Is it worrying that the guy who's come through the youth system, a 19-year-old who's been played between multiple positions, between on the left of a central midfield three, a wing back, a wing forward, a right winger, is it worrying that this guy is, is continually outperforming all of his counterparts? Or is it, 
or, or is it something that we should really holding on to the massive positives of it? Does it highlight the fact that the team is poor or does it highlight the fact that Saka's the next fucking Mesut, Ronaldo, fucking Messi, the fourth? Stop. Stop. You were, you were going fine and then you mentioned that, dude. You were, you were, you were on a roll. You were on a roll. Then, killing you, it. Then you killing it. No, I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. You really did. Um, I would say both. Look who the senior players are. It's not that hard to be better than them. All you have to do is put in a little effort. All you have to do is, you know, know what you're doing, know what positions you need to be in, and play to the best of your ability. It's not that hard to outperform these players. It's not that hard to to look better than, you know, how Pepe has looked for the majority of the season. It's not hard to look better than Xhaka. He makes more mistakes than, well, we, we already know this, but... Saka, not only is he coachable, not only is he willing to learn, not only does humble. he mind left back, very humble as well. So when you're a guy like Arteta who's looking to make his way, having somebody like Saka can only be a great thing. I would take 11 Sakas over one Ozil any day of the week. Any day of the week, because he just tries his best, and his best at the moment is better than anybody else. Mm. Mm. Scunny, is it skill and attitude that's making us fall? Sorry, is it effort and attitude that's making us fall in love with Bakayo Saka and give him so many positive points, or is it skill based? I'm I'm interested to find the definition with Arsenal fans because we have. We have landed on this thing where for quite a while we will put a lot of weight into effort. I mean, his return isn't that massive. His goal-scoring record isn't that massive. His assist record isn't that massive. And yet he finds himself consistently top of the pops with us. Why do you think that is? Well, it's, it's definitely a mixture of both. It's, it's, uh, he's got some skill there. We've all seen his skill. But he's also, like Manny said, he, he puts his all in as well. He, he, he doesn't leave anything out on the pitch. He, he puts it all in there. And I, I think that makes a difference. It's it's the same as uh, watching someone, you know, it, I'm trying to think who I can sort of compare it with. But if you look at people like in the team at the moment, then you've got uh, Xhaka, for instance, puts his all in, got no skill, and he ain't got anything else to go with it. <laughs> you know, he can still put his all in and he's still garbage. But if you look he's at like a, Stackers, it's like he's got he a massive his all in, knob. He's got some skill. It's like he's, he's got a massive knob, right? Except he's a fucking magic noodle. He's two minutes or less. Yeah, you could say that if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to yeah, you know, I mean I'm, it's I'm, definitely I'm, a mixture of both, you know. Is like you say, his stats are as high as what it could be. Mm. But it is it's putting his effort in, and when you when fancy players put in a shift, they respect that, you know, and that's what we that's what it is all about. It's about respect. When you see someone putting in a shift, you know, it's the same as Martinelli. When every time he was on the pitch, you know, he's got skill, he's got his his work rate is phenomenal. It's the same as Saka, you know, when it, when these young lads are putting in this work effort and the skill that they've got to go with it, it, it makes a huge difference. But when you see people like Xhaka, David Luiz, even Hector Bellerin over these last few games, there's just mm. nothing there, is it? You, you know, the, the, the work rate is terrible. 
Hector's, and the Hector's a sad, sad case. I think we're mm. gonna, I think we're gonna get to him later on because it's a bit heartbreaking watching Hector's decline at the moment. Ryan, would you not think that? I mean, in any other structure in the world, if 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 you had someone young, if you had a rookie who was showing up the senior guys, I mean, showing them up week in, week out, that those senior guys would stand there and, and, and you know, peacock their feathers up and say, not on my watch, young lad, I'll show you the way to walk, right? It, it, do you not find it interesting that it doesn't seem to be generating the sorts of results like this consistent Saka getting man of the matches and being lauded that you wouldn't think that that would make some of these guys stand up and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be punked by that young fella. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we haven't seen Arteta really get a, a window. Uh, so we could see, you know, who he needs to sell. Cause let's face it. We need to sell a lot of these players. Um, but kind of going back to the point of, you know, is it scale? Is it effort? I think it's everything. I think, I think Saka is an extremely smart player. And I'm not even going to say for his age. I think he's an extremely smart player, period. I think he's very skilled at what he does. I think he just he just knows where to go, knows where to be. Uh, you know, I, I, I can actually say that for a few of our, our younger players. Um, I think he's the most complete player out of all, all of our youngsters. Um I, I'm excited. I'm excited because, you know, I know some people on this panel aren't the biggest Ornstein guys, but when I when I see the Ornstein tweet, I don't necessarily, like, you know, take it for, you know, oh, it's the Bible. But when I see Ornstein tweet something, you know, like, oh, Saka is going to sign a long-term deal, I kind of – I believe it more than some of this, this other crap that I see on my feed. But, um, yeah, I, I, think he's, I think he's definitely a player that we should build around. I – uh I think the sky's the limit for him, you know, but as far as, you know, the, the veterans and fucking the Jacques, the Luises, the Ozils, I think this is very telling. And I think this, if anything, to the board, to Arteta, this is just saying, hey, let's move these guys on. Let's get them out of here. Get out of the club, boys. Get out of the fucking club. Uh, switching it around. Let's go backwards the opposite way. Manny Rears, Rob Holding. Uh, a- only has played one game from the start for us. And in the one game he played from the start, I think three of us man of the match him. He's ended up with a positive two from, I think, one start and one um, substitute appearance. I also thought he's quite good in the in the, um, in the the FA Cup when he come on as well. But plus 12, negative zero. Has, has the break been good enough for Rob Holding to... Has the break leveled the playing field back to Rob Holding's level of fitness? And are we therefore starting to see, again, the Rob Holding that we saw before? I, I mean, I've always been impressed by Rob Holding when he's been in form. And I thought in particular in that game, which I think was the second game, I think it was the game we lost, actually. It was the Brighton game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, man of the match from, I think, three of the four of us. A, a dominating centre back on his day, big, strong, good on the ball. I mean, does this open up the door again for Rob Holding after we thought that maybe he, he, he maybe wasn't necessarily at the end of his time at the club, but maybe he wasn't going to achieve the sorts of things that we thought he might. Time will tell. To be honest, um, I think he needs a loan. Personally, um, I think. <sighs> There's a lot of qualities to like about Holden. Don't get me wrong. But his lack of pace will be his undoing at some point. 
Tom Mertesacker had a lack of pace, and he was he was a, a champion. Holden is not Yeah, Holden is not Mertesacker. Okay, stop that right there. <laughs> Mertesacker made up for his lack of pace with having a brain, right? Mm. Holden had a little bit of turn of pace, but the knee injury seems to have slowed him down a little bit, and that will cost him at some point. But with the defense being the way that it is, anybody who plays remotely, you know, close to the to the best of their ability will get into the center, the center of that defense. It's that simple. Mm. So Holden has a chance like, as much as anybody, to be honest with you. You know, I would hate to see uh, I would or, hate to see a Mari holding center back pairing. Oh, I, think, I think that would oh, be man. Can um no. can I can I throw a spanner in the works to that discussion about centre backs needing to be lightning quick? Because I think the way the game's going, every single player needs to be an athlete and a sprinter. Yeah, but yeah. the lack of pressure. Are you, you fucking serious? You rude, disgusting. This this is why you All need right. to get beat, bro. This All is right. why you need to get hurt. Yeah, yourself. All right. Seriously, motherfucker, that was the most. It wasn't even. Um, there was so many factors with how <laughs> fucked up that was. Like I was making a quite meaningful point, so the timing couldn't have cut me off anymore. Yeah, and then the like the sheer noise and the fact that you went fully through with it, just like when you <laughs> fart. You go all the way through. Yep. You don't hold yep. back. That's why you shit yourself. Because when you yep. do stuff, you go, you go, you turn it up. All to the 11. way, bro. All the way. You got to turn it up to twelve. You know, oh, anyway, I'm like anyway. Keanu Reeves at a point break. No. Anyway. Anyway, my point being that unless you want sprinters all over the pitch and pure athletes, which takes away some of the technical side of football you need more pressure from the front line which is desire which means not your Mesut Ozil's not your Lacazette's who it looks like he's cashed out or he's incapable uh, a much more mobile midfield and it's pressure and pressure leads to mistakes and frontline pressure puts less pressure on the defenders and you know that's the way that Arsenal seems to be for so long because we're quite slow in the build-up push a lot of players forward and then get opened up on the break. And that hasn't that hasn't ceased since Wenger's gone. That's that's continued. So players such as Murdersaka, holding, etc., um, are always going to get found out from a lack of pace. But I think it's more about the team defending as one. Sorry, Manny, you got something to say. I totally, totally understand that. And considering where we are at this point. And the little faith I have with. Have we lost him? Where'd Manny go? No, it's just rude as hell, bro. No, no, notice how he, he gently opened the bottle and then he took the cap and he slammed it on the ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking that. idiot. That, that's why. That's why. Any, anyway, Manny, yeah. the kosh is yours. <laughs> So it's going to take a while to fix the issues that we have to... What the fuck was that? Never mind. We're going to... It's going to take Fucking a while... paranoia, man. He put down the spliff. Right? There is no spliff here. <laughs> um, 
it's going to take a while for us to fix the issues within this squad. Right? It's going to take a while and it's going to take a shit ton of money, a shit ton of money that we don't have. So at the moment, with what you've just said, with the team needed to defend as one, that's going to take at a push two years for everybody to get this right. So in that time, mm-hmm. his lack of pace will be exposed. I'm not saying he needs to be an athlete. I'm saying that at some point, if he was to face somebody like Vardy or Gabriel Jesus... Are we saying pre-ACL that holding lacked athleticism? I always thought he was a midline athlete. Like, he wasn't a hyper-athletic guy, but I never put him in the, like, super slow, like, snail-based category. He wasn't super slow, but you could get him. You can definitely get him. And I think... Now, with the knee, with after that injury, I think you can get at him even more. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great defender, but I'm saying if we're arbing our hopes on holding, we have a problem. I think he needs to learn. I think he needs to play at the top level for an extended period of time. And so we can actually see whether holding is going to be the answer to all mm. our prayers. Mm. I almost feel like it's two into one holding in chambers. Like I'm a I'm a massive Callum Chambers fan. I've 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 said from the start. I think he's got really really high football IQ. I think he's a he's probably a, has a better football brain than the body that he's been stuck in. And let's not forget, before Callum went down, he was racking up the points for us in the three two one. So he was racking up the points, man of the match performances. And we were looking to him and talking about how his distribution, his ability on the ball, that he was more vying for that same spot that maybe Mustafi and Louise were vying for because that's kind of three into one as well as far as the ball playing centre-back and I maybe thought that Callum Chambers was before he went down the top of the pops for that spot that three I'm wondering if then you've got kind of Mari and Holding as more of the more of the kind of more reliable more deep sitting sweep up head the ball out thing that I, I I loved about that holding performance against Brighton was his aerial ability was how big he rose and how he got the ball away and how he didn't mind putting a foot in. And I thought he was – and I thought that he was – Steve, big Steve's just put up. Saka has signed a thing. Arsenal, mm-hmm. official on Arsenal. Really, Steve? Put I'm it up. It up right now. I'm on, looking at uh, – I'm, I'm reading the, the William Saliba statement. I don't see and Saka's I, And I wonder if mm. that – so then we're bringing in someone like Saliba who's clearly a runner, and I wonder if what we're doing is we're bringing in different mm-hmm. types – is that done? Is that official? Oh, Sacred yeah. sign? It is. It's official, yeah. Fucking A, it. boys. Sacred sign. That's a special How thing. No, well, that's, that's, a, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. a special thing. Happy fucking and, days. And Dude, can I tie oh, that? Can I tie still- everything we were talking about into, like, we can kind of close it up? Thank you, Steve. I think the, Ooh. I yeah. think we have a lack of technicality and experience. But I actually think with our youth setup, the one thing that we have is athleticism and physique and pace. So what I would be doing right now is throwing it all out the window, putting in a three- to five-year plan and backing these guys to get better, but the one thing that they have is running and power, all right? And I think that's where the Premier League is going anyway and what youth has on its side, and if you look at your Sackers, your Joe Willocks, your AMNs, 
um, you know, th there's more, remind me, you know, there's a lot of power and pressing and counterattack in, in that type of approach. So we might not be the top, you know, triangles, tick attacker team that we once were, but I feel like that's kind of dying anyway. So if we invest The game in is definitely year, about running now. It's about running yeah. and it's about bodies and it's about channels mm -hmm. and it's, it's about repeat runs and repeat efforts. And that's the way modern sport's going. Even repeat could, sprints, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. if you look across rugby league, it's, it's the biggest statistic yeah. that they use in rugby league. It's about repeat sprints and repeat efforts. So it's not about making one oh, tackle. It's about sucks. making a tackle and then another tackle and then another tackle. And it's the same thing in football across board. Rugby league is fucking awesome, Manny, and you need it to learn sucks. about it. Anyway, it's so boring. You know what? Toby, anyway, I've got really one more question before we move on. I'm Manny's, trying say, Manny's trying to Shut say, Manny's trying to say, hold on, just one thing. There's actually an example of exactly what you're talking about, and that's the goal against Phil United, the winner. Yeah, 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 yep, Ronald yep, and Katia yep. following up, Pepe following go. up as well. Yep, so, yep. yeah, yeah, yep. I, yep. You know, repeat efforts, repeat sprints, getting up and going again and again and again and again, and that's modern football. And 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 I've said this before on on Twitter and been yelled at for it. I would rather watch football from ten years ago. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about football. I would rather watch football from 10 years ago, even longer ago, than watch modern football. I'm starting to find modern football boring. As the level of athleticism rises and rises and rises, the separation of having guys who are purely skillful or guys who were who were better because they were, were almost naturally better, naturally gifted, what you can do now is you can take a footballer who's not naturally gifted but is physically gifted or athletically gifted put him into a system where he's able to run hard, repeat sprint, repeat effort, and he now outshines someone who is very naturally gifted. If you take someone like a Pepe who's hyper, hyper naturally gifted, a lot of the time I think with Pepe is, you know, what's that old saying about um, fucking when talent gives up, hard work keeps working? I almost feel like someone who's hyper talented as Pepe now can get crushed by a team who are going to repeat sprint and repeat tackle and repeat foul. And that's not as enjoyable as, as I think the way football was 10 years ago. I think that's, you know, that's modern sport and that's something we have to understand. But it really does play into the modern science and moving forward and finding these guys who are repeat sprinters, repeat effort players who are going to keep going and keep working and keep making their tackles. And, I mean, that's where your players like David Louise fall down. And where previously it's really an upset, Scunny, where previously I had said that Mustafi fell down over and over and over again. I'll, I'll tell you this. So Mustafi does not get into our 3-2-1s and 1-2-3s this month. This is the least amount of negative points I have ever seen go Mustafi's way. I don't care whether he was like, is he good enough to be at Arsenal? No. Should he have been sold? Yes. Did we overpay for him? Yes. Mustafi is so fucking far down the list of Arsenal's problems at the moment. It's amazing. I would actually put Mustafi in when I'm seeing his name on the team sheet currently. I'm happy that he's there above other people who are actually in the team. And I mean, that goes to say something about the fact that maybe there's a change as we've started to be managed in a more modern way by a more modern manager with more modern methods who's putting round pegs in round holes 
all of a sudden Mustafi not being exposed the way he used to be exposed, doing stupid things and being allowed to actually do the thing that he does really well, which is get forward, line-breaking passes, recovery tackles, and he is an effort-on-effort player. Uh, did you I, not I watch just the think Brighton game then? I did watch the I did watch <laughs> I did watch the Brighton game, but I I still I still think there's something to be said about the massive improvement in Mustafi. I mean, we may actually be able to sell that fucker for some money. Under yeah. fucking under everyone else, we wouldn't have got a fucking penny for him. We may be able to sell him for something. Someone may actually physically give us fucking money to take him and get fucked away off. But Ryan, I'm coming to you for the last one. So our one point for the month, it's a really, really sad one. It's a really sad one. Uh, Burnt Leno, 11 points positive, oh zero points negative. I had this, I said to Manny <sighs> after, was it after the City game or after the Brighton game? One of the two, but definitely before he got injured, I said to Manny, I think he's now top three, or he was prior injury, top three goalkeepers in the Premiership. And as a, a German football aficionado, I would have been thinking he would have been pushing relatively close, maybe for not a starting German position, but definitely for that number two slot for the guy coming underneath. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. I mean, uh, I think, I don't know, I'm not a huge Tristegen fan, but I think Tristegen's just there because, you know, he plays for Barcelona. Ooh, we cool, pretty shiny toys. But uh, listen, I, I don't see us getting into any Europa spots without Leno. Uh, some people don't want us in Europa. I don't want to say I'm in that boat, but I think we could also benefit from not being in any kind of Europe European competition. Uh, but you know, way, way, way to go off track when you're meant to be talking about Leno. But you know, you, no, well, well, no, you do you, point, buddy. My point that I'm saying is, is Leno. <laughs> if we're going to get into any kind of European competition for next season, it's going to be through Leno. And I, with him not here, I just can't see it happening. Um, I think. How big, I think is, how big is the loss to Arsenal? Yeah, I, I think how, Leno. How I think the Leno's loss? the unsung hero of his team. I think he's. It's like tough to say because, you know, we we have a Vamiang. We you know now that's I, I'm I'm still also like, butterflies in my stomach from Saka signing. But uh, yeah, I, I think Leno is. I think Leno's the best player in this team. I know it's people would be like, oh my God, Aubameyang. And some people would be like, oh, Xhaka, oh, Ozil. But <laughs> but uh, I, I think he's a vital part of this team. But, you know, for a while he played in, uh, in saves, you know, and as a, as a, as a, as a big club, we shouldn't be leading in saves. Mm. Like in any, in any Someone kind of Someone put a poll up category. on Twitter, which was what, what are the three players that Arsenal absolutely cannot lose? And I think it, it came he's number out one. 86% people said Leno. Now, granted, this poll came up after the City game, so it was pretty fresh. And the crazy thing is, his distribution is absolutely dog shit. I thought that's why we bought good. him. Didn't we buy him because he was a dist- – where did we get him from? Is it Leverkusen? Yeah, Leverkusen, yeah. Didn't we buy him because he was distributing to incredibly fast wingbacks who were getting forward and he was finding them with pay? I thought that was the whole kind of like Unai Emery, Sven Mislin tat, like let's get round pegs for round holes. <laughs> I mean, he could kick a ball really far. That's that's cool. But <laughs> I mean, it's we need him. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, and, then, and and to me, that's like be, being a goalkeeper. You know, having good distribution, whether it's like making that quick little ticky tacky move around the striker, 
or a simple pass or a fucking big boot. He doesn't have. He doesn't really necessarily have that. But the sad part is he's still like one of the most important players on this team. So for that to be like a thing, like it's just like come on. Can I just interject? Can I just interject on that one with Leno? Uh, To be to be fair, I agree with Ryan. He is is probably the best signing we've had in such a long time. We've had bad keepers for a long time. The fact that is, oh god, yeah, Um, Mm. I've never rated any of our keepers after Jens Lehmann. I think they've all been dog. Uh, but if you if you look at the fact that we've only paid what in excess of twenty five million for him, yeah, I can't remember mm. if it was twenty five, twenty six million for a keeper of that caliber. You've got to look at people like like we say top three in the Premier League at the moment is gonna. You've got Allison who costs seventy million. You've got Edison who costs fifty, sixty million. I don't think Edison's that. I don't think Chelsea paid for Kepa. Like 80. 70 million again. Fucking hell. Exactly. Uh, So, the fact that we've only paid minimal for him is unbelievable, to be fair. Anyone know how long we've got him on contract? Anyone know how long? Five year deal. Yeah. He's what, three, third year? Third year of a five year deal? Uh, yeah, something like that. No, it's second year. It, no, yeah, it's, it's, just year. Second, it's just second year. Second year. Surely, yeah. surely the 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 you know we we know how the big clubs like buy and love to come knocking for a well, German keeper. The, surely the that's they're yeah. going to come knocking. Be watching out for now. I think Bayern Munich are going to come come knocking sooner or later for him. So it just tells you how much of a calibre that we've got in this keeper. Is he has got the dis- distribution there, and I think the problem that we've got in the at the minute and that we've seen so much is the work rate of Arsenal at the minute. There's not much we can say of our work rate going forward. It is a lot sideways and backwards. So when you see fullbacks running forward, we haven't seen that for a long time yet. The last time I saw that was the Martinelli Saka pair in on that left-hand side. Mm. Uh, we haven't seen much else of fullbacks going forward. So to say Still that the is best football we've played for the year, uh, you know, and to say his distribution distribution is not very good is wrong. And the fact that we've had when he called me, we had Emery. He was playing out from the back, and look who we were passing to there. You know, so yeah. it's not it's not that we've. I don't think that's his issue. For a shot stopper, we've probably got one of the best keepers in the world, in my oh, opinion. Hundred percent. Yeah. Some of those saves were. Was it that second save against oh, City? The one down low to his right through legs was mm. was absolutely world class. There was that I mean, one can you imagine? Well, you know that double save against Tottenham. No, you can know, you imagine how? Yes, saved us more often than not. Can you imagine how gutted you would be? Like, let's just take that City game as a as an example. Can you imagine how gutted you would be having pulled off those three saves at the back end of that first half? Fucking have, David Louise. To have David Louise go and fucking yep. blow it up. I mean, yep. if if that was me and if that was in a dressing room, I'd be fucking chinning the cunt in the showers. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and, and I started saying that earlier was that game, I felt like we did show up and it was that David Louise very half-assed effort off his um, quadricep that that fucked up the entire game. It was what, in the 44th, 44th minute? So I understand what you're saying that, you know, it's... They'd, it's they'd bar, un- bar Leno, we were two goals down before any of that ever happened. Yeah, so. let, let me finish, let me finish. I, I still thought we showed up. I still thought it was it was a good showing, and we were certainly in it for some coaching at halftime. You know the fact the fact that it it was such a half-assed effort 
at, at that pivotal moment moment took away our ability to, to affect the game. And then, you know, to add insult to injury within the first five minutes of the second half, you know, so so I, I'm not Toby, saying... Take, we- Toby, take it away on David Luiz because we're into our negative points now. And uh, this is where our system gets a little bit unfair. He's only because negative one? He's a negative one because he only played one fucking game and he managed to get negative 12 <laughs> points. <laughs> game. Right, but he only played one game and there are other players who have accumulated more negative points. So, Toby, I mean, in lieu of what in lieu of what you're saying, that David Luiz did burn the fucking house down, David Luiz did bring the stick of dynamite into the shed that was already full of other dynamite and then blew the dynamite up in a really big way. Um, okay, so, Max... He was yes. effectively the spark, the ignited the tin, tinderbox. That's what which, I was trying to say yeah. about dynamite. You, the dynamite. If you if you could fucking talk, um, <laughs> I've had like six beers, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Look, um, I, I've been for the most part uh, critical of his signing in the first place. You know, um, I think we all were. I have no, no, for, for sure. I have at times seen his value and his distribution or an ability from a free kick or a header or something like that. But we already knew that from his previous iterations at Chelsea and, and, and um, PSG, the, the, the Arsenal way as such to feed off the scraps oh. of what's <laughs> been left behind and then overpay those players on the, on the, on the downside of their, career is um is criminal and I, and I think he's someone who's a real example of that particular policy or, or way of doing business um I, I think it's just inexcusable and look I'm not gonna to shit on the bloke completely because I mean he obviously has some value as a human being in the dressing room and, and blah 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 but, Man, there's but, a lot of stuff contrary to that but, saying he's actually creates division in the dressing room because he's such a strong character. But let me finish my fucking point. Okay, that, that's that's not enough. That's not enough to warrant him being in the team in the long term. Now, the fact that we've that we've been such a bunch of fucking pussies that we've been bent over a barrel and fucked in the ass by his player agent to the point where we've offered him another 12 months when there's absolutely no reason that we need to do that. Toby, is that ple- not maybe so that we can sell him? I mean, is there not maybe a view no, that, I don't that think without so, because a 12-month extension one year, he goes on a free with a 12-month extension, we can get him on the market and maybe get something out of him? I think that's a very tenuous um, plan. You know, there, there's not a lot of reality to that. There's a hell of a lot of hope. So, yeah. And there's no way he would be on small wages. So, you know, we've got quite a lot of options. Like the I think it's on about 150 from yeah. last so, time I saw. So the extended season, when we're talking about errors, we're not just – I feel like we have central defenders that can distribute. You know, everyone's favourite player, Mustafi, is an excellent distributor and breaker of lines. You've got Callum Chambers, who's an excellent distributor. Rob mm. Holding is underrated in his distribute. Yep. Distribution, sorry. Uh, Pablo Marie apparently is a is a decent distributor 
and is a left-sided player. We haven't even fucking mentioned Socrates. So why the fuck with all old, those old, players? Old big Greek dicks finished with with all of those players. Why on earth have we given Louise an extra twelve months if we're not receiving pressure from his player manager, who manages, who's in bed with our mm. directors? You've got. Yeah, I know that. Look, look, I know, let's keep, I know let's, that let's keep it around reason. the. Let's keep it on the football. Let's not I, dig into kind of player managers and correct, stuff like that because I think it's correct. a can of worms that that goes deeper than what we're we're currently able to do. And it, like I said at the start of the podcast, it's probably for another. And that's on Raúl, and that's on on yeah, yeah. what okay, he's so, done. So let's, let's talk about the let's shell. talk about the validity of David Louise. So I'm 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 going to throw it to Manny because. Of everyone in the room, when the signing got originally made, Manny was the most vocal. So me at the time, I I mean, I thought that we were at least bringing in experience into an, a, an inexperienced back line. I thought that we were going to be bringing in, you know, a guy who had won premierships, who had won World Cup. So at least we would get some kind of leadership. And, I mean, you, you talk to guys like... Um, Andrew from Dull Square to Wear, and he says he was adamant for the first six months of the competition that David Luiz was the loudest voice on the pitch. We've been told that Koscielny was a very quiet voice, that Mustafi's not a fantastic organiser, that Socrates just yells out of his Greek penis and no one can understand (laughs) what he's saying. But, Manny, you were the first guy, you were the first very heavily descending voice about David Luiz. And, I mean, once again, we're left with egg on our faces as a club, having bought in another reject from another club. I mean, are we really now the, the, the fourth or the fifth worst or the fourth or the fifth best club in London that we, we have to not just take these rejects, we have to watch them fuck up over and over and over again? And does David Luiz have any validity as an Arsenal player moving forward? And what is his purpose going to be amongst these 12 months other than being a fucking joke? <sighs> when, uh, he has no validity at all because every time he plays, you're on you're on knife edge with the guy. You would expect somebody of his age and experience to know better, but he makes so many mistakes. And when he makes one, he makes another Mm, that, that's that's very true. He's a compound mistake artist. He cannot help himself. It's just it's just in his DNA. He can't help himself. So bringing him in for me was another panic buy. It was another. It was another example of Arsenal being bent over when it comes to the transfer market. When it comes to you know these so-called experienced defenders that we're overpaying for from, from bigger clubs, again, we're bent over. A transfer fee and the wages that he's on. People will say that he's in the team because he's a leader and he's a loud voice and he'll give Williams to leave at the time for that he needs to adapt. Cool. But you mean to tell me for £8 million you couldn't find a defender that doesn't bring with him the carnage that David Luiz brings with him? The only thing he has going for him is a long ball. That's it. Mm. That's all he has going for him. As a defender, you worry every single time his name is announced. So, again, for the club to make this mistake, yet again, different regime, same mistake. For the club to do this again, we're still not going to go into that. 
but you know where I'm going with it. Yeah, Evan the, quest- the question is why, and that question is for another podcast. Because that I think, that, yeah, sure. I, I think that I think that question goes deeper than football reasons, which is what we're trying to yeah. trying to cover here. Um, it's Lichtensteiner syndrome. I mean, it oh. probably goes farther than that, but the same reason why we said Lichtensteiner. Lichtensteiner had a tangible had a tangible effect outside of football, right? No, L- yeah. Lich- that's why L- they wanted Lichtsteiner, to bring Lichtsteiner, I guarantee. Like, I think about that Tottenham game. Where fucking yeah, he was fat, the first one to fight, and he wasn't was fucking on the field. Fat he wasn't on the field. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. You know, Why are we bringing players into fight? We want players that are going to make us better, not 34-year-old on his last I, I think there's I think there's bigger things at play than this, Manny. If you made a team of 11 Pepe's, I don't think the team's any better off no, for 11. I a team of 11 Pepe's. No, I'm just I'm, I'm being facetious, but I'm just saying, like, you need to bring in cunts who want to smash other cunts who make other cunts want to smash other cunts. If cunts aren't going to get smashed, I'm just saying right now, and he's he's one of people's biggest critics. Yeah, right. You need to tell me that you cannot, right, for better scouting, better value for money. You cannot find a player that has those attributes. Don't lie to me, man. Arsenal's you know supposed scouting is far and wide, but your best is Lichtsteiner, David Luiz. What? Uh, yeah, uh, look, I understand it if you had a team of people Gee. around them who were already moving forward in a cohesive manner and you were bringing in some of these personalities. I think at the time Lichsteiner came in, I think that we thought that we were maybe... Uh, definitely, the time the Lichsteiner came, I'll tell you this now, the team that Unai Emery had is better than the team that Mikel Arteta's had. I, I genuinely do believe that. That's not saying much. I think that Mikatar, no. you take Mikatarian out of the team. Ryan said this in another podcast, and I was fucking nodding my head along. Henrik Mikatarian might have had no fucking output, but at least the style of player was a player who wanted to drive, and he was a more senior style player. I think that when you had Rositskis in the team, I think that when you had Ramseys in the team, I think we had a lot more drive with those types of players than what Arteta has been left with. I, but when you had a Wobies in the team, Welbeck's in the team, you go and put right now a fully fit, granted, you go put right now fully fit, Alex Awobi, Danny Welbeck, Henrik Mikatarian, Jack Wilshere, Aaron Ramsey in the team, and we are a far fucking better team than this rabble of unfit youths mixed with overpaid fucking seniors. And you can shake your fucking head all you want, but I don't think there's any fucking denying that we were better with those players in the team. Henrik Mkhitaryan might have been shit and had no output, but he created like fucking four chances a game. You might have fucking missed three. There's no difference between Henrik Mkhitaryan and David Luiz. We got bent over donkey. Do me a favor. We got bent over yet again in that deal. We paid 180 grand a week for the guy. And if we had persevered with him, we would have got more out of him. Guarantee you. Underrated, underrated, underrated for what he did off the ball, underrated for his hard work. He stunk out the place. Didn't stink out the place. Bullshit. For a player, when there are players out there who you can get value for money for and won't be bent on wages, it was a waste of money yet again. Jack Wilshere, never fit. Aaron Ramsey, never fit. Welbeck, 
never fit. I wasn't what saying time? that they were fucking fit. I was saying that fully fit, when they were fully fit. fit, for the small amount of time they were, they were better than what Emery had right now. I would rather a half-fit fucking Ramsey at the moment than playing a fucking Mesut Ozil out of a 10. No, no, Max, you wouldn't. Because you said yourself, his hamstrings will go ping and he'll be out a long time. And I was right. I was right. I know. I know. I'm dreaming of ex-girlfriends here. You know the thing with ex-girlfriends is, Manny, you always remember the good sex and you want to think about that sex. You know, you don't want to think about the other stuff. Okay, we've got to weigh in with some other people here. Otherwise, Manny and I are just going to yell can, at each can other I the entire night. Can I make one point, though? All of those players that you just listed excited me far further than our current squad. All right? So it, 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 it actually does show how far we've fallen. The fact that with those players, with all, with all of their faults, and we analyse their faults to the fucking nth degree, all right, we're in a position now that we're we're like harking back in a positive, um, you know, thought process ab- about them. So it, it's it's interesting to see how far we've fallen. But coming back to my point, it's not the youth coming up that I'm not excited about. It's the overpaid has-beens who can't be bothered, who aren't fit to wear the shirt at the moment. And I loved that Manu Petit. Um, Post yeah. from the other day, oh, it really, yeah. re- it really resonated yeah. with me. It it made me think of an era of why I loved Arsenal Football Club. Anyway, um, the more the heroes and the leaders and the aggressive and abrasive side of fucking uh, people up in a tunnel personality that we used to have that that also um, that also correlated with our aggressive and abrasive performance on the pitch. But let's shit on fucking Genduzzi for wanting to fucking strangle a guy when if Tony Adams or Keown or Dixon or Parler or Petit had done it. No, no, that's that's fine. I just just think now you've changed the topic and fucked up my point, so thanks for that. (laughs) But (laughs) I was trying to say, I think think Genduzzi, the reason that he caught, got shit is that he didn't do enough of that in the 90 minutes. Yeah, we're going to we're going to cover we're he gonna waited till the end. Later. So yeah. Ooh, now what I'm the ready. Now what yeah. the fuck point was I making before you cut me off again? You were going I have long hair. My hair is long. Which is great for people listening um on Who audio. Can't see so, you. Yeah. yeah, so we don't so know well, that you didn't always have long hair. Yeah, so well done. Well done. Thanks. My point <laughs> My point being, there's, and and I think to have some semblance of like we're actually making an effort to create a cohesive argument or discussion. You're saying those players, those players, my fucking you god! More. I was just getting back to my point. I was trying to help you get back to where you were. I thought you were lost, bro. <laughs> is that oh, we? Is is that we have some real issues with our overpaid supposedly leadership players who are not putting the effort on the pitch, all right? So what I'm saying now is that we have to back the youth because that's our only way forward. Yeah, and I I completely agree. Scunny, uh, coming in with negative two points, Sabios. Sabios. Does everyone remember when I couldn't say Sabios? Anyone, you can't even I, fucking talk now, can't. Does anyone remember what my attempt my attempt was when you all fucking relentlessly gave me shit for not being able to say his name? Chilean anyway, Dios. I'm fucking ready now, and his name is Sabios. 
Scandi, Ceballos, uh, positive two points. Someone gave him two points in a game. I think it might have been me. I thought it was all right. Negative 15 points for an overall score of negative 13. He's extended for another year, but that year isn't the year. It's the, the until the end of the season, essentially, and then there'll be a break, and then he'll go back. Um, a lot of people online, uh, and we sort of covered this at the start, that the break has not made Arsenal fans any smarter. Um, sorry, Arsenal fans. But... Um, I apologise. It's true. Mate, he's not... I apologise. say how it is. Yeah, well, say okay, I'll it. say how it is. Scunny, what the fuck is Ceballos? Because I am so... <laughs> I am so confused as to what he Not is. Really. He's a deep-lying player who's not physical enough to be a genuine deep-lying player. He's a number eight who doesn't appear to be athletic enough to get forward. He doesn't play final third entry passes, but occasionally, apparently, he's a worldie and we should pay £40 million for him and it would be a travesty if we didn't buy him. He's a loanee. What do you want me to say about any even more? He's a, he's a uh, lonely. There's nothing else to really say about it. At the end of the day, he's playing where he probably wouldn't normally play anyway. He what you know is he's not. <clears throat> he's, he's committed to the end of this season, which is fair enough. He, he's going back to Real Madrid at the end of it. I don't there's think he gets into else. the Real team. He probably anyone- won't. No, I, I personally don't think he would. Um, no. But you know, it's up to him what he wants to do. He's not particularly committed to Arsenal, you know, he's a loanee at the end of the day. <clears throat> so he's just being played wherever they feel necessary to play him. Um, let's talk, as far let's as talk, I'm aware, let's he, talk he performance more, though. Will you stop interrupting? Jesus Sorry. Christ. I'm, I'm like six feet, six feet in. Fuck him up. Fuck's sake. It's <laughs> he's a loanee. Yeah, he's a loanee, but as far as I'm aware, he was a right-sided midfielder, not a central midfielder. Or he plays in the number 10 role, which we don't do in the Premier League anymore. Really. There's very few teams that have that number 10 role. Let's talk performances, though, Scunny. I mean, he's, he's, he's come up with negative 15 points across three games. I mean, that, that's, that's minus five points per game from us. And he's received negative points from at least one of us in every single game. Uh, I guess my question is, is he receiving the negative points because his performances have been bad? Or is he receiving the negative points because we so desperately need a central midfielder to take control of the game that it's making him look worse than what he is? I, it, it, he, it's not like he is an unti- untidy player. Is he maybe just a bit ineffective? I think you've got to look who he plays next to. I think that's one of the issues there. He plays a lot of his time next to Xhaka which doesn't help his case whatsoever. He is naturally gifted on the ball. His distribution is unbelievable, i found, uh, over a few games. But I just think he's been slightly poor ever since he's come back from the break. He's not had the best games. Uh, he played well against in the FA Cup, which obviously we don't do your points for. So I think that's the issue that we've found with him at the minute. I mean, he's not really found his footing since he's come back after the break because before the break, I think he was doing brilliantly. You know, he's pinging balls left, right and centre and you can put it on a five pence piece, you know, with, with his distribution. But So I, I just think he's just been poor since he's come back off the break and watching him play next to Jacques, who constantly makes mistakes, doesn't help him whatsoever. Um, boys, anyone else have anything else they want to add on Sabios? 
before we we kind of move on to I, I think the saddest part of the podcast yeah I'll, I'll have a go I, I think he's a connector and I think connectors need more movement and cohesion around them so the spacing's probably too large with us um, and he's probably a culprit of of that you know tied in with that he doesn't have the physical attributes to make a difference from you know his sprints or beating players or closing down space so without i think he would play much better with better players around him so and the fact that we don't have players who are that good means that we should not cry too much when he goes back to Raya. No. Uh, mm. The fact is that he's been playing as a defensive mid as well in helping him because he's not a defensive midfielder. Mm. But he's not Anyone, an attacking mid either because he can't yeah. play that far forward. This is what I said at the start, Toby. What is Ceballos and is mm. he just unsuited to the premiership? At £40 million, pounds, anyone? No. This, this appears to be Hell the no. number. £40 million. Pounds uh, no. 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 Yeah, because I'm, I'm, no. I'm a massive no, but there's a huge contingency. Contingency? Huge contingent of people on Twitter who just keep banging this fucking drum about how it would be such a travesty if we let him go. And my brain just Based goes towards, I, well, I, I assume that, is it the Burnley game, the Liverpool game, and one other game before the end of before the end of COVID where he was quite good? I can't remember what game it was. I think definitely the first game of the season, I think, was Burnley, and he was really fucking good. I think he played really well against mm -hmm. Liverpool, and there's one other, but... I mean, other than that, like, the problem. I, I just, let me tell you what Sabios is. Oh. Let me tell you what Sabios is. Sabios is a pretty player who will do well in La Liga. Mm -hmm. Sabios doesn't have the minerals that it takes to play in the Premier League. He wants too many time on the ball. He's slow. He's weak, and he he can tackle, but he doesn't have that source that you need to make it in the Premier League as a Spanish player. He doesn't have something that that Silva had. That Fabregas had, that Cazola had, that you know, David Silva. He said That's David Silva first. Oh, did he? <laughs> he's break. He's breaking up on my end. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, but but those players, I I find that those players adapted. Apart from Cesc, who was a youth, they did. David, David Silva adapted to the Premier League, and that's why he's so revered by all. David Silva, I think, is will go down in in Premier League history as maybe one of the most underrated top was players. He man, was he a Mancini signing? He was that far back. He was pretty. He was pretty mm -hmm. far back. Yeah. Yeah. David Silva. Like, I know we don't like to talk. I know we don't like to talk about other players on this this pod, but geez, David Silva against us. Uh, for City was just absolutely monstrous, absolutely monstrous. Magic. There was a and thing I was. I think it was David on Arsenal. Had, Max. Yeah, you can hear me. That is. And what David Silva had, and what David Silva showed, Sabah doesn't have any of that. Size has nothing like to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good point. He, yeah. Very good point. He just no. Yeah. Very, very good point. Well, I was going to go to Ryan with this, but Ryan's obviously the alarm on his watch has gone off and he has to go and masturbate to German poo porn. Um, so he'll be back in just a minute because he's a quick fella. His, his, his soon-to-be wife, she uh, she told me that. Um, so I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm pretty you've never spoke. You've never spoken to her, have you? No, never. But, I mean, yeah. that's not the point, Toby. The yeah. point <laughs> 
Yeah. The point is it's Schadenfreude porn and and Germans are into weird shit and Ryan's part German and what is Mrs. doing with him? None of us know. But he must do something well and maybe she's into weird shit as well. Shout out to Ryan's Mrs. I hope you're into weird shit. Um, so let's get on to the really, really sad part. <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching Scunny's face right now. <laughs> it's, um, um, it's making it's me been, laugh. It's been a while. It's also been a while since I've been on the beers. Victoria's had me off the beers because of you know, my nuts not working. And apparently the, the beers <laughs> are, very, uh, are a major reason for my nuts not working. So I've been I told beers. you that, you dumb fuck, that many months ago. And you, managed, Toby, to, you managed to interpret it in a way that you wanted to hear <laughs> with your own, like, confirmation bias. Remember I sent you that thing? Yeah, about, about what makes your nuts not Yeah, smooth. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were like, no, no, no. The doc said the booze was fine. It was more about the ciggies and the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now, six months later, after I gave you that information from a creditable source, yeah. you're like, oh, better get off the beers. Better get off the beers, <laughs> mate. I'm convinced it was the smoking all the crack out of the light bulbs, though. That probably, that probably really cooked... The nuts. I mean, probably really got them. Because, I mean, I didn't have an issue with quality. Please That's jizz. I didn't have an issue with quality. I had an issue with quantity. So mine were like, hello, no, no, no. (laughs) Fucking no one in there. Just one. Just fucking swimming. Just hoping for the best. Anyway. (laughs) Fucking, I need one. All I need is one, Toby. That's what the fertility doctor said. One clean, sane jizz, swimming fucking straight, getting at the egg. Uh, Ryan, on to the saddest part of the podcast. And if, no, we're not talking about my nuts or about me shitting myself. Um, and I'm coming to you because I think on the, on the Bearded Guna, shout out to the Bearded Guna, great podcast. Um, if you haven't watched it, get on Tana. there and watch it. Tanner, shout out to Tanner. Um, you seem to be the only realist on that panel today when it came to Hector Bellerin. I mean, everyone was talking about time and everyone was talking about the fact that he needed to come back and he needed to get to a certain level. I mean, I know in our chat groups, we've essentially been talking about the concept of Hector being cooked, that maybe his pace was the primary thing that was making him a a peak player or a top player. And without that pace... He's never been the most wonderful defender. He's never provided a huge amount of assists. He's never provided a huge amount of goals. And what we may be left with is a very 7 out of 10 player without his old 9 out of 10 attribute. Sad but true? I mean, you made my argument for me. I mean, uh, the the biggest thing about him pre-ACL was his speed. Uh, He had a nice goal against Chelsea. I think it was Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Um, yeah, it's 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 sad because uh, you know, like I said on uh, the Peter Gunas podcast, yeah, I want him to be our captain. Last year, I thought he I think he's a great person to lead the team on and off the pitch. Uh, I called for him as captain. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little disheartening because you you, you want to see him get back to you know. His old self, but yeah, you know, in reality, it might, it might not happen. It probably won't happen. Um, so, 
you know, and let's be honest, this, the, the, I mean, it's Arsenal, so I, I won't, I don't, I don't want to get too into it, but you know, the, the extension of uh, Cedric Suarez for four years, kind of a clue that maybe we're trying to move Hector Bellerin on. I don't know how true that is. I, I, we don't know. We're just, just assuming, making asses out of you and me, no big deal. But uh, I, I think if, if we get a, enough money and we should definitely, I don't want to get rid of him because I love him, but we should we should sell him. Because um, let's, fa- let's face it, let's how face much? It. So if I'll someone get, came to, to you that. today All and right. said to you, "I have a bag full of money, and I would like to buy Hector Bellerin, and I want to take him to a slower league, and I, I want to take him back to Spain." Someone came to you with a bag full of money today. What's your number? Hmm. I mean, it's difficult because you know La Liga is a different league altogether, uh, but. I don't know. I've got a bag uh, of money, Ryan. Just tell me how much to write on much, the fucking How much check. money do you have? I want how much money you have. How much money do you have? How I'll much go. money do I'll you go. need? I go. Go. go, Toby, go. 30 mil. And that's low. I think 30 mil in the modern game is that's, not a lot. That's like the minimum I'd probably take for him. But yeah, I, I would take 30 mil for him. For output mm. right now to give him a chance to go how and How old have is a track. he? 24, 25. Oh, no. 26, I think. He's older yeah, than that. Oh, 20, 26. He can't be that old. Somebody Google it. He I'm can't old. be 26. If he's 26, Hector. sell him for 30p. I don't care. He's 25. Wow. I didn't realize Hector was that old. That I thought he was younger. For some I thought reason, he was older. Yeah. 24. I thought he was 30, 30 mil. 30 mil. So yeah. he could be. He could be. I, I, so like 30 mil might be a steal. In the scheme of things, I mean, what's he done? He's coming from an average club. I, I know that's hard to hear, but he's coming from an average club where he hasn't done anything. Uh, where caps he peaked for, today, caps team. For Spain. Caps for Spain for Hector? A handful, but not many. No. Has he been part of any of their World Cup winning no. squads? No. And I think the thing too oh, is- Jesus, man, high definition. I, I oh. know. Oh, that was some blue steel shit, motherfucker. That was <laughs> it's like the the lady out of the mummy when she stops oh, being was, all fucked was, up um, and eaten by scarabs and becomes good looking. It was fucking magnificent. And now he's, I know now there he's was a all, moment there. He's gone now, all now, fucked up. Now he's gone all pixelated. I know he's back. Oh, there he is. Look how pretty he is. Such smooth skin. See, I could have done that if I went Beyonce. I could have gone fucking smooth skin. Oh my god! It's all a bit fucked up, Manny. Is he, he keeps getting paused in spots? But I like this new high definition, Manny. Um, Scunny, is it a sad truth that we need to accept that from the last five years we have always thought that Hector was bubbling? that Hector was something that was going to be something special. We've seen glimpses. Is the sad truth at 25 that maybe we need to cut and run now and get him off back to Spain? Or is that maybe a a little bit of a a too fast, too soon, a little bit of a Ryan in the bedroom on his anniversary move? Too hard, too fast, (laughs) needed to give it some time. Sorry. Um, yeah, what it is, it's. I think it's a lot of nostalgia for me. I'd love to be able to say keep him because he's been with us for so long. One um, of ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just one yeah. of them things that I'd really love to see 
out of anyone at the club to do so well and become the next Arsenal captain. I think the problem that I'm finding with his now is after coming back from this period of time off, I just don't think he's... Even, uh, throughout this season, in fact, I just don't think he's going to hit that point now. And I think we've just got to come to that point now where I think it's, it is time to let him go. I think it's time to go to pastures new mm. in that right back. I don't think Suarez is going to be the answer. I don't like him, that Cedric Suarez. I remember him from Southampton. I don't think he's a great player. Anyone got he's any, not the next answer any, for him. Like what, what Suarez actually plays like? He's part of that Portugal uh, Euro winning team. Yes. Yeah, but you've got he's to look who was in that Portugal. Four years. It's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's got four years. He come for in another pod, for another podcast. So, I, know, I, know, I know. Player I, managers. I, I think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play. I think the best we're gonna see him is under Arteta. I'm not saying he's gonna be great. I'm not, but I think uh, based on Arteta's tactics and formation, I think he's gonna be the best he's gonna be. Is that gonna be good? I don't know. I know people. I know people. Shout out to Tony Turner, shitting on him, calling the Portuguese Carl Jenkinson. I don't is know. I, I don't, is he, is that's, he what, that's what people are saying. I don't. He hasn't played. A I, I don't us. even I, remember I him play. playing for Southampton. I, no, I can't I, even. I, think I do. I, I think. I think he's been decent in the past. He was okay, but, but he got outseated by a young guy. But you're talking. Guy. Yeah, and and you know you got you know I don't know if he was there at um the in the Nathaniel Klein era or whether he came after. Um, but he's been there for a while, and he's 28 or 29 now. So I, I don't really get it as, as an understudy. And then th- uh, throwing a massive spanner in the works, Arteta goes back to a back three, and Ainsley, Maitland-Niles looks pretty comfortable there. Yeah, he's one, so, of, our, he's one of our points after this. He's one of our points after this to have a chat about AMM. But uh, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely agree with you, Toby. Styles make fights. You know, Styles 100% make fights. And it doesn't matter whether Cedric Suarez is actually a good player. If what he ends up bringing is, let's say he has a exceptional crossing game and Arteta's intention is to play him in a back three and get him well up the pitch and get Pepe... <laughs> excuse me. And get Pepe inside. I've drunk so many <laughs> fucking beers. I'm trying to be intelligent, Max. Um, let's just talk about me shitting my pants again. But... If he ends up having, he may not end up being an eight out of ten player. But if the attribute that we particularly require, if he has a high level in that attribute, I look at Ainsley Maitland-Niles and I look at Pepe, and I go, okay, well, what does Pepe need? Pepe needs someone with the athleticism to go beyond him, which ends up allowing Pepe to come inside. So even though Ainsley Maitland-Niles isn't actually a very high level player there are a couple of particular attributes that he provides that allow Pepe to play better, which combines sure. with the overall uh, output of the team. So I'm just saying maybe Dennis Suarez provides something that we are yet Dennis to see. Suarez. We, Dennis, Dennis Suarez. Dennis Suarez. Cedric, you donut. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Max actually kind of made a good point there before typically fucking it up and <laughs> making himself look like an idiot. Um, am I wrong in saying that AMN and Pepe had quite a good partnership under Freddie? And Freddy? have done, have done, is, oh, so have yeah, have done as long yeah, as they played together. Yeah. So they've, in, they've in had previous iterations, they they. Um, but does AMN want to play there? That's the real AMN oh, can oh. fucking do what he's told to do. I if he did, he'd be he'd be in the starting eleven all the time. 
If he, if he, he shouldn't have, he he shouldn't have that much power. Easy. He shouldn't have that much power. He's a yeah. stupid little boy, yeah, and he should true. be told what he it's should stupid. do. You know, you know what? Though? It's not even. It's not even that he's stupid. It's the fact that he doesn't see that there's an opportunity there. Exactly. He yeah, does, yeah, he doesn't sure. see. That imagine if imagine if Lauren yeah. hadn't have seen the opportunity. Exactly. He doesn't imagine see if that. Gilberto. You know imagine if Gilberto hadn't have seen the opportunity. Stop fucking talking. Stop, stop talking. Gilberto was uh, always stop. a defensive mid, you idiot. Gilberto, exactly. Exactly. that didn't make any sense. You think I'm just as a centre-back? Max, you, you, did what you, always, no. you did what you always do, Max, and you, you, you actually make some semblance of, like, a decent opinion or point. Really but you up. actually, but like your farts, you don't know when to stop. Okay. So you keep going for that extra bit, and then you. He's the kind of guy that gets in a girl's bedroom, he's fucking her, and then he calls her by a different name. It's like you're there, you get there, good job, but then you call her fucking Janine when her name's fucking Veronica. No, like, it's like that doing? Korean stripper. That no, I man, that Toby. just means he's a player. They That's are the fine. most American <laughs> names I've ever read in my life. Yeah, yeah well, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Janine. No, no, sorry, Veronica. Oh my god. Okay, boys. So <laughs> there's, there's a couple of points that I have couple of points that I have written down that I I kind of wanted to go through and I called them my hot Twitter points right Manny I'm, I'm gonna come to you first so there's three names one of them we already slightly covered one of them was AMN which we've already started to cover the second name is Joe Willick mm. now I sent you a message after 20 minutes I was a couple of days late watching the FA Cup game I couldn't watch it I was working and I sent you a message, I think it was 18 minutes into the Arsenal game, into the FA Cup game. And I said to you, Joe Willock has the worst touch that I've ever seen. This kid's never going to make it. And you sent me a message back saying, keep watching. He grows. The next 20 minutes of Joe Willock of that first half was... I'm not going to say fantastic, but you really saw what Joe Willett could bring. You really saw the difference in Joe Willett, what Joe Willett could bring. And it started this big conversation between you, you and me about whether or not the conversation, the validity of the conversation of whether he was good enough was actually a conversation that was even worth having based on his age, based on his ability. My argument was that as long as we're playing him, and as long as we're relying on him, the validity of the argument is that we need to start talking about him as a first-team player. Your side of the argument was that as long as he is 20 and he's still learning, we can only judge him based on his youth. Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your point? <laughs> My point, the, the point is, right, yeah. what side of the argument is fucking correct? Because this is something that's massively splitting Arsenal fans. Joe Willick is... What is, is splitting is, Arsenal fans? Well, I don't understand. Is, it, Hold on. Let, let me just go into this. First of all, a lot of Arsenal fans are idiots. All right? Yeah. A lot of Arsenal fans Most, will, like, like we said, like we said, will readily criticise Willock for getting that this is his first season in the first team. Right? Forgetting that this kid, when he first came into the first team, didn't even know what he was until Freddie showed him what he was, right? So now Willock has some of the attributes that we're missing in midfield in the sense that 
He's a powerful runner in the sense that he can break between the lines. And him doing mm. that actually gave Pepe a bit more leeway, gave him an extra body to attack with, right? I'm not saying that he's the answer. I'm not saying that his technique is the greatest. I can see his faults. But for what he has and for what we are trying to build, why are we criticizing a 20-year-old who's trying to make his way? Why aren't we supporting and seeing what he can bring? Of course, he's not a passer. Not every midfielder is a great passer. Not every midfielder is physical. His His touch touch is is terrible. However, however, physically, this kid's still got to grow. He's still got to learn a shit ton of things in order to be a midfielder at this club. So shouldn't we as Arsenal fans be a little bit more patient with a 20-year-old in his first season in the fucking first team instead of slating him for the things that he can't do? Why don't we praise him for the things that he can do and what he can bring? He's still got to fill out. And when he does fill out, he will be a bully. And when he is a bully, everybody's going to start sucking his dick. He may or may not make it, but for the time that he's here, we should want him to succeed because that's our cash cow. These youngsters are our cash cow. How we're going to make money is these youngsters getting to their potential because we need to sell them for profit. So How much Joe will sell Wobi for? 40. Mm. So 40. make it make it or not, there is almost a double-down element on these kids that they need to make it into the first team because at the bare minimum, 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 they need to deliver us between 30 and 40 million pounds per kid because Something we're fucked. That, yeah. Something that a lot of these, you know, seniors that we've had have not done apart from Oxlade Chamberlain and Iwobi. You know, every senior that we've bought, it's been a loss when it comes to, you know, when it comes to profit wise. So we have a very talented bunch of youngsters. Give them the time they need to grow because we need it. Arsenal fans are so quick to tear down players just as they're quick to build them up. But the mediocrity gets a pass. But a 20-year-old gets slated. I don't understand it, but Scunny, my that, argument, my Scunny, my argument was that as long as we are relying on him to be a first-team player, he needs to come under the same scrutiny that a first-team player would come under. Uh, yeah, in some respects, I'd agree with that. But like what Manny says as well, you know, he can't come under the same scrutiny as someone, for instance, like Mustafi and Xhaka. You know, you got to remember these these players have been the first team players for five, well five years now. So you can't put them under the you can't paint them with the same brush. Mm. Mm. Toby, if we're talking about if we're talking about the players, the youth players in the Arsenal squad who either have the most buyback value or the most future potential value. Is Willock in that higher echelon, or is Willock still stuck in that pack, the pack of ES stars and Nelsons and all those? Has he done enough to stick his head up above the parapet? And is that why our machine gunners are shooting at him? God, you you asked the most, like, so many barreled questions. It's so hard to actually respond to no he he hasn't earned his right to be worth our while selling he means more to us in terms of his potential development um and his physique 
um, and ability to arrive late in the box because we we haven't had a player like that since Aaron Ramsey. Um, that we need to give him time. So that I, I don't think there is any cusp of, or that he is on the cusp of um, of of us receiving a decent transfer for him and, and release and releasing him that way. I'd say we got to we got to hold on to him for dear life, mm. Mm. and he's got and- to be a squad player and prove himself. Guys, it brings us to our final point of the night, our final discussion point of the night. We had a pretty, I wouldn't say heated conversation in the discussion group about this, but definitely a conversation that went in a lot of different directions. Gendouzi. Ah, uh, here we go. Manny's just come back into the room, so I'll, I'll just I'll just let Manny know where we're at. So the conversations around Gendouzi, Manny. I was saying that we we had a, a fairly in-depth chat on the WhatsApp group about the boy. Um, Ryan had the opinion that if he wanted to go, then Arsenal should let him go. Ryan's opinion was, fuck him, right? Whoa. If he wants to go, then go. Your words, not mine. If he I, wants uh, to go, then go. My I, opinion was that a big club that has a youth prospect – on a long contract, what I would do is I would rot him on the fucking bench and let him fight his way back into the team. So I'm interested amongst the rest of you what your opinion is. A year ago, we were talking about not taking £60 million for Gendouzi. Now we're talking about taking £40 million for him because he's thrown his toys out of the pram because he has a poor disciplinary record. Toby, I'll, I'll kind of chuck it to you first. Are you in camp A, fuck Gendouzi, get rid of him, or are you in camp B, let's hold on to him, the kid's going to be something special? I'm neither. I'm ambivalent. You know, I, wait, I wait, think... Way to use big words, champ. What the fuck I does th- that even mean? I don't even know what the word means. Are you kidding? <laughs> ambivalent? <laughs> no, I don't it means I'm, I'm unsure what ambivalent means as well. It means I don't really give a fuck either way. I, Wait, I'm I neither. I'm, I'm neither a huge lover or a or a hater. I think he ticks the play over nicely, but he's not necessarily what we we need. He doesn't have a lot of end product. He doesn't drive forward particularly well. He shows fight, but he's also. He's also ill-disciplined, not just because of his aggression, but with his following the ball and leaving other players exposed in in the midfield and and defence in particular. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll take that into account. Last year when we heard the 60 million, I said fucking take him. I reckon that's a cash cow. You just do it. You just get it done. It, It doesn't matter that you've got a prospect. He's not the type of player that will single-handedly win you a premiership. Therefore, if there's huge money on the player, take it. It's fine. In saying that, I really... uh, What you said resonates with me because we've got to stop being a little bitch of a club. So if we respond to fan opinion, like a politician who's unsure of their um, standing or whether they're going to get voted out, we react to fan pressure, to outside external pressure and all that stuff. So I would say if he is going to be a bitch and say, I want to leave, 
then you say, fuck you, we've got the squad here. We're not on the cusp of anything great anyway. Got three years left on his contract. Go and fucking rot in the bench. And any sportsman worth their fucking salt will rise up. And when they make it, they'll learn a lesson from that hardship. And if they don't, fuck them because you only paid 12 And that was my argument, Toby. There's two buybacks from that. One, he learns his place. He becomes a more disciplined player. He fights for his position. He fights his way back into the team and therefore becomes a more mature, more substantial, uh, better member of the squad. Yep, yep. Can I make one final point? there's There's two parts to that. Either he comes back into the team and contributes to the team or he fights his way back into the squad and he's worth more than 40 million pounds. My argument is, is that a big club, I I think that it is a small club mentality to, as soon as someone throws their toys out the pram, say, fuck it, just go. We don't want to deal with you. What a big club would do is say, no, we actually think that there's a lot in you. We've got three years worth of contract on you. You're going fucking nowhere. So go play in reserves. Go play in resis. You know, uh, Scunny, your thoughts on Genduzi? You've always been fairly ambivalent towards Genduzi. It's okay. Toby didn't have another point to make, but that's fine. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> no, yeah, thanks, he Ryan. But but I, I've well and I've well and truly lost it by now, so it's all right. <laughs> But I do appreciate the gesture. I didn't even hear it coming. <laughs> I was Sorry, working on my life. use of I was working on my use of the word ambivalent for like five minutes there. <laughs> Scunny, well, you've always I, been ambivalent towards Genduzi. Yeah, I, I can't really knock anything what Toby's just said. I agree with pretty much everything on there. I can't think of anything that I disagree with or on it, to be honest with you, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. Keep him or sell him? I couldn't give a shit, if I'm being honest. Well, I've got, I'm giving you the power. You're the executives of Arsenal right now. Someone comes to the table. Let's say Monaco comes to the table now. They got £40 million for you. Do you give them £40 million? Is £40 million an evaluation that is accurate for Genduzi? Or is there more value in keeping him with his three-year contract for at least another year? Is he going to devalue from forty million? I guess is the question. I honestly think when we said that he was only sixty million last year, I think that was more paper talk than anything else. I don't think that was true. Uh, If someone did come in with forty million pound now for him, I think to be honest with you, the way things are and the way we're going, I, I, I can, I'd prefer that cash to go and get a bit more experience. I know I like Gwen Doozy. I think he's good. I think he is going to come good at some point, but there's always that risk where he might not, you know, do we, do we take that risk where he might not? And we could sell him on for more money in, in a couple of years time. Or do we just think to ourselves now, can we, let's take that 40 million and spend it elsewhere. I, I'm, I'm at that point where I think I'd rather take that 40 million and spend it elsewhere. Manny is 40 million in the modern game. Uh, if we went and reappropriated forty million in the modern game, are we going to get more than what we've got out of Genduzi? And therefore, is that the right decision for the club right now? No, no, it's not. How are we giving up on somebody after two years because he's got an attitude problem? 
I are giving up on him for that, man. Well, that's nothing to do with it for me. You don't... know, um, I, it's not his attitude. I like his attitude. I like Gwen Doozy. He's a think... cunt. I love cunts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I like him. I think he's brilliant. Uh, I didn't have no issue with him grabbing Mupai by the by the throat. I ain't, I ain't got no issue with that. I'd, I'd love to have seen him headbutt him, to be perfectly honest with you. That would have been probably the way I would have gone. If it had been a Keown, if it had been a Keown or an Adams or a Dixon or a Petit or any of those people, Scunny, everyone would have been jerking off. Exactly. Everybody, everybody would have been sucking their dicks. Here's here's the problem that I have: Are we really at this point as a club that we are willing to let potentially let go of somebody who may be a superstar after two years? Because he doesn't get on with. What does that say about our club? If that's what we're, if that's what we are. Yeah, but that's that the real question, isn't it, Manny? He throws a tantrum. Go oh, get rid of him. What is that, the question? That, that's the real question. Is he a superstar? I, I mean, last season we were we we were all guilty of he, saying. I mean, myself especially guilty of saying. You know, I don't remember seeing a talent like that. Yeah. At, since Fabregas, I don't know that he's followed through with that, and I think that's why the cracks have started appearing. People's willingness to to pursue with him. Well, you've got two choices, then, don't you? Because his contract is running out. So I think he's what got two years left on his contract. I think it's so, three. You either get him to resign, all right, or is it three? I think if it's, it's three, three, you sit him down and you show him who's boss. Yeah. Right? Because there is talent there. There's, there's talent there. So you want to see what the world's going to develop from that talent. Right? So you show him who's boss and you know he's going to come back from it because that's his mentality. He will come back from it. Are fans going to give him the patience that he deserves? No. But as a club, I think it will be more, it will be more of a stain that we're more willing to give chances to the David Luiz, the Jacques Mustafi, or Gwen Doos, who are regularly going to throw him out the door because he's a, he has a temper. Uh, no. No. Not for me. You keep him, you make him pay for his interest, and you see what happens. All right, boys. It's been No, lovely. no, no, no. I'm what? getting in on this. Fuck that. Okay. I'm Sorry, I didn't. This. Okay, okay, you go, Ryan. All right. You go. I, let me preface two things. One, Gaduzi is my favorite Arsenal player on the current squad. Two, you caught me at a really bad time when I was like, what the fuck do I do? He wants to go. I don't know. I Get rid of him. Fuck it. I had some time to think. He was in the Sheffield lineup. I was like, all right, like this is this is bigger you than I think. You fucking saying get rid of no, him. No, I'm not oh, saying I didn't. No, listen. I'm not changed. saying I didn't say that. I'm not saying I didn't say that, but – with Ganduzi being my boy, my baby, I'm on other podcasts. I'm called a Ganduzi groupie. I I'm trying to figure out a a mythological rhythm between his acne. Can you to see his, Manny to, giving you the fucking side eye? I, I right don't give now. a fuck. I don't give a fuck what Manny's doing. Between <laughs> his acne and his getting receiving blowjobs, I'm working on a mathematical equation. But that's not the point. Point is, is that um oh geez, I don't know where to start, but. He he's such a he's somebody we should be we should be buying, not selling. A. B, I think uh, this guy is a limit for Ganduzi. I want him in this team so fucking bad. But if he doesn't want to cooperate, he doesn't want to do a thing, then I agree. I agree exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I'm changing my tune. Oh, crazy. 
he should rob him the fucking bench because you know why? He is trying to get to that French team for the life of him. The French team is the best, currently the World Cup champions, best team in the fucking world. He's on the, he gets in the reserves. He's right, he's right in the mix. He wants to get in that team. So fucking let him rot. Oh, you don't want to get in the French team? Well, guess what? You're going to fucking sit. I think this guy has so much fucking potential. I, I, I listen, I've never sucked a French dick in my life. <laughs> he might be the, he might be the first. I listen. I, I know my my, infatu- my infatuation with Ganduzi is yeah. Manny, turn your mic off. I, I don't want to see. Right. Manny's got Manny's actually just back the fuck. My infatuation. He's worried about uh, getting his French dick sucked. Yeah, my infatuation it's- with Ganduzi is crazy, and I and I'm upset because I I did, you're you're right, Max. I did say those things. You caught me in a really dark place. You caught me in a really bad time. But uh, I really want to keep him. I really, I, I think he, I think he's somebody that could potentially captain this Arsenal team going forward. Mate, you, know, you are as solid as jelly. You are as no, solid no. as a wet paper fucking house. And, and, and listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You change your I, mind I, more I, no, than a no, fucking no, no, no. Polish prostitute bargaining for a fucking blowjob price. Out. I blame myself because I was uh, when we spoke. It was probably at the. It was. I shouldn't have. It's my own fault. I should have just kept my mouth fucking shut because I've always been a Ganduzi guy. I've always been pro Ganduzi. Love him. You have nine seconds. We've done it two hours, Ryan. I don't spit it out. You fuck. I don't give a fuck about two hours. I've always been pro Ganduzi, and uh, I just like I said. I think I I completely agree with you. I think we he's around the bench because I didn't think about it. He is desperately. Trying to get into his friend's squad, he made he he had he had a little bit of the he, you know he licked the tits he licked the tits he didn't suck on him he licked them he had a little bit little bit just a little bit he wants that French titty he wants it and I don't blame him you want to play for the fucking best team in the world I don't blame you one bit you let him run that bench if he wants to be a fucking cunt let him but like I said he's a future captain of his fucking team now ladies no, 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 no. and gentlemen <laughs> don't smoke crack. Whatever you do, don't, don't yeah. smoke crack. See Ryan. I love Ganduzi. Ryan so smoked crack. Ryan sucked a dick for crack. French All right, dick. guys. All right, guys. French dick. We've done two hours. I love. We've French. lost everyone. It's all over. Ryan's gone fucking loopy at the end of it. We've tried to cover everything. Toby's here. I think he's on mute. He's trying to say things, but no one can hear him. And uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> On this just fucking rabble of dog shit. The Strong finish, boys. I love you, Mateo. I love you. Go hard. Go hard. You're fucking solid as wet paper in a fucking house, you cunt. Good night.